Welcome to Road to Play Podcast. I am your game master, Kent Blue. We are an actual play podcast where I play tabletop role-playing games with my friends from all over the world. So if you're ready, grab a player sheet, grab some dice, and let's roll to play. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Rotoplay Podcast, a proud member of the Rotoplay Network. I am your host, Kent Blue. This week, we are continuing our game of Zhang Shi, Blood in the Banquet Hall, which is by Banana Chan and Sin Fung Lim. It is a fantastic, spooky little game. The first episode was so good, I cannot wait to give you this second episode here where things get really spooky. The family gets some troubling news and has a hard night the day before the opening of their restaurant. Just an amazing game GM'd by Sin with players Jonea Kemper playing Lily, Banana Chan playing Charles, Jen Martin playing Pearl, and Tim Devine playing Simon. Just a great cast of folks on this game, and I'm so glad they came on and that Banana and Sin brought this game for us to feature. Again, it is a playtest of the game. The game has changed a bit since this recording, but the tone and flavor is all still there. So be watching out for this game. It's going to be incredible whenever you can get your hands on it. All right, I, you know, I don't really have anything else. Uh, we are still gearing up for our big horror month, which starts October 3rd, so be sure to come in and check that out and spread the news. We got a lot of great episodes for everyone starting in October. Cannot wait to share that with everyone. But until then, let's get right back into Zhangxi, Blood in the Banquet Hall, Part 2. Uh, so it is literally the dead of night. Um, it is probably just after midnight. You have just shut down, you know, the last of the store, the restaurant, tools, appliances, whatever you've been using. You've cleaned them up. You've gotten, you know, the, the stuff ready for the morning. And you're about to go to bed when you hear a brusque knock at the door. Just Open up. It's ERCMP. What are you doing? So first of all, who's awake at this time, do you think? We just we just closed the doors? Yeah, so you've just, you've basically, well, you've closed the doors probably about an hour or two hours ago. Okay. Uh, but you've just finished, like, the cleaning up and the evening, the evening routine. I'm definitely still awake, and if I was towards the front, I would go get Lily. Okay. Who is definitely awake because I'm sure she's in the back doing some books. Okay. <laughs> All I right. So, yeah. Oh, sorry. I'd be okay. awake too, just um, cleaning up. Okay. So everybody's up. It's it's probably around, you know, just around midnight, either a little bit before, a little bit after. And Pearl is going to go grab Lily. So you keep on hearing this incessant knock at the door. And the claim from behind that door is that it's the RCMP. So, Lily, are you are you going to open the door? Well, I'm going to say to Pearl to get Charles um, because Lily um, only speaks like she speaks English, yeah, but not as well as Charles does. Uh, and when dealing with the police, you know, you always want to have one amazingly good English speaker. Um, but looking like an adorable old woman does wonders for people who have that issue with appearances. So, uh -huh. um, I think, uh, Lily's going to use her nicest, sweetest, most frail, adorable grandma voice uh, to tell them in English that, oh, you know, be patient. I'm just an adorable woman opening the door here uh, and fumble a little longer than it should take <laughs> to open a fucking door. <laughs> All right. So you're, you're fumbling with the locks. 
Uh, Pearl, you're getting Charles, apparently? Yep. Okay. Charles, how do you feel about this? Um, I think I'm a little... I'm not too worried. I'm sure that we could just talk this out and nothing's going to go wrong and everything's fine. It's just some misunderstanding. Okay. And Tim, sorry. Simon, what's Simon doing? I think Simon probably had just fallen asleep but then woke, like, woke up to this. So it was a little bit groggy, but I think... Simon's main goal is going to be once Pearl gets Charles is to keep Pearl back out of the view if the Mounties come in. Okay. Great. So, uh, Charles, you get to the door. And uh, you've opened the door, Lily. Um, Pearl is being sequestered in the kitchen probably with Simon. Does that sound fair? Okay. And as you open the door, you see um, a large, um, very no-nonsense sort of sort of man. Uh, and he is um, he identifies himself as Officer uh, Daniel Lebrun of the RCMP. And beside him, you see uh, a smaller woman actually, who doesn't seem to have the same demeanor. Um, as the man, the man is like, you know, stiff arming his badge into your face. Um, and he says, <clears throat> we're here on official business. Uh, you know, please produce your cards. And so he's really asking for your, 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 your cards, your identification cards that you have to have on you at all times. Do you have it with you? Uh, I would say that they're probably upstairs. <laughs> I don't have them on me because I am, I just like was getting ready to go to sleep after I clean up. Um, okay. So I'm going to tell him, well, um, yes, officer, of course. Uh, but uh, I have my cards upstairs in my room. Can I uh, please go grab them? You're supposed to have those on you at all times. Go get them. Okay. And he's, he just closes the door and he just like looks at everyone else and he's just like, it's the police. <laughs> we have to get our cards. Do you have your cards on you? Uh, well, since you've closed the door, I feel like we can all go get those. <laughs> because I'm sure Lily has copies in the back <laughs> of somebody's. Of I was going to say, Pearl has literally has hers on her at all times. Like, even, it's, it's, even if she takes a shower, it's like sitting on the sink. Like the counter. Yep. That makes sense. Makes sense. I'm sure Lily is super pissed that she has to walk her ass all the way back to go get it and is like grumbling loudly. <laughs> <laughs> if this is something that has happened before, maybe Simon at hearing that they're demanding the papers had already run upstairs and is bringing them down so that he doesn't have to deal with an upset mother. Good call. Yeah. I do like the grumbling, though. I, I, maybe we need to let that scene <laughs> take place. <laughs> okay, so um, you eventually get back to the door, I assume, with, yeah. your, with your cards in hand. Uh, and you open the door, and you, you notice that uh, the officer, uh, Officer LeBrun, is scowling now. He's, like, furious almost. Um, what do you say to him? Oh, I'm so sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Here, here's my card. My one, yeah. just my card. Right, and he, he takes your card, looks it over, uh, you know, by the light of the restaurant awning, there's like lights underneath there that you haven't turned off yet. And he looks at it and he goes, Charles. Yes. All right. All right, Charles. And he gives you back your card. And he says, um, <clears throat> This is uh, Dr. McGill. She'll be helping me in this case. You will treat her as you would treat any other RCMP officer. Um, and Dr. McGill uh, is, is much less brusque, and she actually reaches out to shake your hand. Charles. I look at her hand, and I reach out slowly to, like, shake it. Okay. But it's it, she's she's dressed fairly uh, almost impeccably um you know she has a, a leather glove on her hands both hands uh she's not michael jackson and she she shakes your hands gingerly and 
she says, uh, hello, I am Dr. McGill. I'm Dr. Francis McGill. Um, and I am here on request of the Calgary detachment. Um, uh, there's been some, some issues in your area and we saw your lights on and we thought we might be able to talk to you about it. Would you, would you, can we come in? Um, Carl takes a deep breath and he's just like, um, give me one minute. Our restaurant is very dirty right now. It's a total mess. We just had many, many customers come in. So, um, let Officer, me Officer LeBron cuts you off and says, look, this is official business. I don't care how dirty your restaurant is. We need to sit down with you and talk right now. Okay. Okay, you can come in, he says loudly so that everyone else can hear. <laughs> okay. And so so they come in. They're they're very polite. They, they you know they they brush the the snow off their feet. Uh they're very um, you know, put together, official looking people. They come sit down at a table and, and they motion for you to come sit at them as they're drawing something out of a, a briefcase that Dr. McGill has with her. Um Lily is going to ask actually would probably would probably ask pearl uh in cantonese to make some tea yep like tea okay so you, you and cookies and whatever we could get to yeah. bribe these but like said in a very happy smiley face while being yeah. really <laughs> nasty not in <laughs> okay and so uh, Lily and Simon, you hear, oh, sorry, Pearl and Simon, you hear Lily call from the the dining area uh, for tea and some food. So what are you going to whip up? Do, do you think uh, uh, Pearl, <coughs> that, that Pearl and Simon have this like unspoken connection where they look at each other and it's like, this is our moment. Yes, and absolutely. you you know you know exactly what your task is, and he knows yep. unspoken. We just are like <laughs> yep, super quick montage. <laughs> yeah, power, power, we're we're power yep. couple in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. you know? Okay, all right. So, <laughs> what uh, what are you gonna make? What are you gonna serve? I think this is gonna probably be like food wise something sweet. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, I'd I'd, I'd go for making the tea, but I'd I'd probably make it. Um, more more Canadian, right? Like the the less uh, Chinese style. Okay. So are you going to serve it with milk and sugar? Well, I, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, and Simon, <laughs> are you are you making something special, or are you just bringing out the like stuff you have? I think the stuff we have, but there's a way to sort of get it to you know what is it Spruce called it like, reconstitute or whatever the sure, word. sure yeah. sure yeah okay uh why don't you actually make a roll um and see what comes up for simon yeah so you're gonna roll 68 all right here we go oh no i rolled two fours okay oh, so, no. ta so take out your other high rolls two high rolls so my rolls are a three and a one Okay, so you're not having much luck. Can you? And so you're gonna gain a personal die for yourself. So okay. if you need to roll again, you're, you're the pool. You can add that to it, but then it'll be lost. Okay. Um, do you have plus one there? But um, you could, because of your chefing ability, you could reroll that. It would just oh, yeah. cost. It would just cost you uh, resilience. That's fine. I'll I'll mark a resilience for that. Okay. I'll reroll it. I think it's one of those things where it's like, all right, I'm gonna try to do the quick and easy thing. I'm gonna try to just make this thing look nice, and then it just <coughs> I look at it, and it probably is passable, but not to me. And so I ditch the whole thing and make something quick from scratch, okay. but like super fast. All right. No fours. All right. So, so what it's just my get? highest die. Yeah, just your highest. Oh, an eight. Perfect. You make something that is absolutely stunning. It looks good. It smells good. And you bet it tastes good, but you don't want to taste it because there's not a lot of it. You don't have a lot left for the day. Um, so you have all that ready. And um, Simon, uh, sorry, Charles, how are you stalling during all this time? Oh, um, I think I'm going to talk to them about cars um, and how influential 
the automobile industry has been <laughs> in our town and how great it is. And, um, you know, the railways are great too, but cars are the way of the future. Okay. And I'm going to go on this whole spiel. It's like if I had a PowerPoint, but I didn't have a PowerPoint. Okay. <laughs> Actually, can you, can you roll, can you roll a die as, can you roll a set as well for me uh, of just the family set? So six dice, please. Um, six. Okay. So with the six, uh, officer LeBrun is like nodding his head. He's like, yeah, you know, that, that makes sense. You, you have a good head on your shoulder. I know that the RCMP, we buy like 20 or 30 vehicles at a time for our fleet. So, um, you know, if you ever are being serious about this, you know, maybe you should, maybe you should think about fleet sales and, uh, you can also have a personal die for that. You're, you're getting closer to your dream. This is good. This is good. And so Dr. Mc, Dr. McGill is pulling out pictures from her bag. Um, and these are pictures of forensic sites. Um, so they don't look very pretty. In fact, they're quite grisly. Um, Lily is at the table with you. Uh, Pearl and Simon are still in the kitchen at this time. And I guess by now, Pearl, you're bringing out the concoction that uh, mm -hmm. that Simon made. And you're also bringing out the, the tea at this time, tea. right? Yeah, yeah. the tea. <laughs> uh, yes. And... Um, as you bring them out, you you see the pictures on the table as well, and they are not pretty pictures. They're gris quite grisly pictures of people, uh, Chinese people. All of them are of Chinese people who are dead and perhaps a little bit ravaged around the facial and neck area. Uh, and as you walk in with this tray of food, how do you feel seeing this in front of you? Um... I feel, uh, I mean, like, like scared and grossed out, but like my thoughts immediately go to my own family, my, my birth family. Um, and like, what if this was them? So yeah, I'm, I'm very visibly affected by this. Okay. Um, why don't you make a roll as well? Six dice, please. Okay. I'm using virtual dice. I got a seven. Good, good. Okay, so you you are composed. You keep your thoughts to yourself, and you are very much the dutiful wife. Like you look like the dutiful wife. You're smiling, uh, and you're walking with the trays, and they don't fall over. Uh, you don't dump tea on anybody, which is a good thing. And as you as you as you set down the tea in front of you, um, Doctor McGill looks at you, smiles, and takes the cup. Um, Officer LeBrun, however, looks at you and is kind of looking at you sidelong a little mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. At least, how you, at least that's how you feel. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he gruffly says, thank you. Uh, and he goes back to describing the pictures. And before he does that, he says, is there anybody else back there? I need, I need everybody out here. We need all hands on deck for this one. I think Simon might have already been coming out when he heard the word, the, the word picture. Okay. He wants to go and see them. Oh, he's curious. yes. Okay. Um, Very good. Yeah. Bless. But, uh, and I, th I'm wondering, okay, so this could be completely silly, but it, if no. these are in any way supernatural, would there be a similar thing in the photos like we've been seeing in some of ours that we've been developing? Yes. Very, very much. Uh, as you look at the pictures, as you walk out of the thing, you're, you're actually startled by how similar the, the aura around it looks and the pictures that you've been taking lately have had that same aura in them uh nothing that you can pinpoint but it's a feeling that you have and you've tried to explain it to your family and maybe they can't see it because they don't have the same artistic vision you have but your heartbeat starts like racing and you get that feeling in your throat that you know i want to say something but it's caught in there mm -hmm. Okay, so and you you almost like stop in your tracks as you as you see the pictures, okay, mm -hmm. and um, Officer LeBrun is kind of motioning, get over here, get over here. Yes, I'm approaches. Does he speak English? You tell him to get over here. 
He's pointing to you, Charles. Oh, um, Charles looks at Simon and he's just like, he speaks in very poor Cantonese. Uh, Dad, he wants you to come over here. Do you have your papers on you? So I, th I think the, uh, the, the poorly spoken Cantonese is what snaps Simon out of his trance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he pulls, right? the, pulls those papers out and kind of shoots his son a look and then approaches the table and, and presents them. He goes, oh, okay. So uh, Officer LeBron looks like over your papers, hands them back to you, goes, okay, so is this everybody? Is this everybody? He slows down his speech so that you can, you know, understand English. Uh, wait, is, where's grandma? She's just, she's literally she's just been there, you. like <laughs> right next to you, mad quiet, looking like... <laughs> Like, uh, just like whenever it looks like she's supposed to look as harmless as possible, it's like she's just trying to blend into the wallpaper and look like an adorable, happy person that you know is cursing people out in her head right now, when in doubt. Curse them out. Yes, <laughs> All right, so that's everyone. Okay, <clears throat> good. Then I can start, says uh, Officer LeBron. said, two nights ago, a train came into Calgary, and this is what we found in the train. I'm going to pass this over to Dr. McGill, who will explain to you in medical terms what she thinks is happening. We There are several dead Chinamen, and he literally said that, on in we found them in a boxcar. And we need to know if you've seen or heard anything out of the ordinary. We're canvassing Chinatown, but I'm going to let Dr. McGill talk to you about medical stuff. He looks flustered when he talks about Dr. McGill and medical stuff. Uh, you can tell by his demeanor that he may not actually respect her one bit. Um, so Dr. McGill says, you know, thank you, Officer LeBrun. I'll take it from here. And she stands up and she's, you know, this curt, uh, well-dressed woman pointing to the pictures and she explains how on each of the people that you see in front of you, there's six dead people, six different pictures. She says, and I think you'll notice here on the, uh, you know, the left aspect, the lateral aspect of the neck. And she goes through all the anatomical terms as to what she thinks is happening, that the necks of all the victims have been punctured by what looks like, um, you know, sort of small holes in the neck uh not necessarily knife wounds not necessarily neat they're bigger than needles smaller than a knife and the other thing that she noticed and she'll tell you this that the people were basically like dried husks of human beings and she goes i don't know how this could happen i don't know how someone could exsanguinate a person um, and she explains to you, uh, Charles, exsanguination, um, sorry, that, that means that there's no blood or fluid left in the body almost. I don't understand that. Can you explain to your family that these bodies aren't just dead, they have no blood in them? So Charles nods and looks at the rest of the family, and he's just like, so remember when you said something about those photos, how there's something weird happening in the background? Um, so this doctor just said that all these bodies, they, uh, they've they been drained of blood. I think there's something weird going on here. Mm. So I, I think, you, oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, you said this in Cantonese, yes? You translated this, okay. So I think Simon, uh, like, kind of motions for permission to touch one of the photos. And Officer Libra nods at you. He, he, like, kind of moves it, moves it, moves the angle, gets kind of close, looks at, you know, from, you know, with the, the photographer's eye, looking at the, the photos. And then, and then uh, in Cantonese, while looking at Charles and telling Charles as if, you know, you're going to translate this, um, says, who, who developed these? Where were these developed? Um, so Charles looks back at the, at the doctor. Um, who, do you, would you happen to know who developed these photos? 
or who took them. And uh, Officer LeBrun cuts it. He goes, oh, well, no, I mean, that's that would be an RCMP photographer. And they were developed at the Calgary de Detachment. So I'm not sure what that has relevance to do with this. We want to know, did you know any of these people? I know you can't tell who they are easily, but we really, I mean, you all look the same to us. So we thought we'd ask you. Of course. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Right, of course. Um, let, let me, let me speak with my father real quick. Could, could, could we have that moment where the camera picks up all the eyes of every, of, of the three of us looking at Lily in sheer terror because of the <laughs> phrase that was just used? Yes. I feel like Lily is just one well-placed shank away from going to jail <laughs> so many times. I just, um, I think that she's just looking like concerned and like the concerned face to the family. You know that this is like, this is white people concern face. This is the, <laughs> this is the concern face you learn to make uh, because this is the emotions you're supposed to be showing. It is not necessarily what you're actually feeling because right now you know that she is a coiled bundle of angry nastiness uh but she's showing like polite deference and concern face um and she's going to like bend over to like look over the photographs and see if any of them like if any articles of clothing or if any like specific uh positioning looks familiar uh to her normally rather sharp looking eyes no, that's a great that's a great thing. So, um, you notice that uh, they all look poor, like they look like they have literally jumped off a boat and jumped into a rail car, and they have not. The clothes looks the clothes looks old, worn. It's definitely of uh, provincial style from China. It's not very much a you know a North American clothing style. Mm -hmm. um, they probably are people that have not been in Canada long, mm -hmm. if at all. Mm -hmm. How much of that do you want to share with the RCMP? So I am not going to look at Charles. I'm going to look at Simon because mm -hmm. uh, I recognize that it needs to be kind of translated and not translated at the same time. So... Uh, Lily is going to look at Simon and she's going to say, she's going to like tap the picture while making the concern face, but also saying they're never going to find, like they're never going to find anyone who knows these people because they've just gotten here. Like you, I, I don't understand how you would possibly find anyone they're looking for. Uh, but you can tell them that we don't we don't know them at all, but we have a bigger problem because this is obviously supernatural in origin. Like, and she just goes on about the supernatural in origin a slight longer. She goes, but tell them it was like, I don't know, wild dogs. I <laughs> I'm searching for these pictures terrified that one of them is my family. Right? Like, yeah. I don't think that they were able to get over here, but if they look like they're new to the country, like, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite distressed, I think. Like, don't think... tell them they were new. Tell them they were vagabonds, but don't tell them they were anything, but just. Is, is the, the main, oh, so I, I think Simon, uh, uh, takes, um, Pearl's hand, no, just sensing yeah. the, what, what, you know, the understanding what would be going on there. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, also mm -hmm. still trying to, parse out <laughs> what exactly his mother wants them to do. <laughs> uh, and, and as an, as like a, a fascinated artist also wants to quickly pull out the last photo that had that aura that he took and put it on the table and say, it's a, look, this is, this is similar, but there's, he, he knows that he'll get pummeled, <laughs> pummeled if that happens. So he, he, uh, he just looks to Charles and kind of nods to, to, Give, giving the go ahead to translate. All of like, it? 
Oh, just, no? just the, no, no, the, the, um, we, we don't know yeah. these people. Oh, yeah, right, right. Basically, tell okay. them that we don't know them mm-hmm. at all. We've never seen them. Okay. And also, it's probably wild dogs. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Dr. Uh, uh, McGill, um, my uh, very wise grandmother has uh, relayed the information um, back to us saying that uh, we don't know who these people are. Um, these are just uh, vagabonds, and uh, we we don't uh, we don't know why they're here or where they came from. Um, it's sad that they have passed away in such a strange fashion, um, and most likely uh, dogs did this. Dogs. Dogs. Um, yes, wild dogs. Wild dogs. Says yeah. Officer Lebrun, dogs like looking very. Yeah, and <clears throat> Doctor McGill says, I- "I'm I'm so- I'm sorry. Uh, my expertise is in forensic pathology. Um, I I really don't think it's dogs. Uh, however, you know, if you haven't seen this, you know, these people before will be gone." And Do- Officer Lebrun just says, "Wait, wait, wait, one minute. Wait, are you sure you haven't served any of these people food?" You know, they're they're of your people. They're of your kind. They want food of their kind. They would come here. Well, wouldn't there they? Are, there are several other restaurants that have popped up in the neighborhood lately. Um, unfortunately, our clientele is uh, a little more higher end. Okay. Okay. All right. Well. Okay. I'm sorry to to have we're sorry to have barged in this late at night, but uh, please. If you hear anything, keep your ears to the ground. Uh, and he hands you his card. Uh, and he says, you need to contact us if you find anything out about this. We'll be back. Great. Thank you for stopping by. Okay. So you see uh, Dr. McGill you know, packing up the pictures. Uh, Simon, how do you feel about the pictures at this time as she's packing them up? Uh, I think I think that Simon's definitely taking note of them. Uh, research is one of his skills. I, I'm wondering if that's like the, I'm trying to, to use that as like a, a trigger for this. So basically keep as much information as he can in his head so that as soon as they leave, they can have it a family discussion and try to figure things out internally. Um, yeah, so I think I think that's where. Sure, let's, uh, let's uh, figure out how that works. So research. Uh, is a skill where you can use it to solve problems. You can use it to unlock secrets. So go ahead and you can roll the family dice. So the, the family dice. Okay. Yeah. So you have you have six family dice. All right. I think Simon Simon likes puzzles. He does not like to gamble. Ah, interesting. <laughs> uh, How are we related? I got one four, but I got three eights. So oh, okay, good. So eight, so, eight high, eight high. So you you a hundred percent are making a connection between the auras and the pictures that seem to be around the neck area of the person and the auras that you're you're sensing in the pictures that you've taken recently, and they've really only come up come around in the last couple of of days or maybe a week at the most. Um, so. The timeline on this is basically like a week ago, you started noticing these auras and they are weak in your pictures, but very strong in the pictures that uh, Professor uh, that Dr. McGill had. Mm. Okay. And she's putting the pictures away and she uh, reaches out her hand to shake your hand again, uh, uh, Charles. Yes. Oh. She's reaching out to shake your hand again. So you shake your hand. He reaches out and shakes the hand. Okay. And she she also gives you her card, uh, you know, and you can contact me um, if you have any more information. I may not be in Calgary for much longer. So uh, my home home detachment is in Saskatchewan. You can also call me there. There's a toll-free number. I don't know if there's toll-free stuff at this point in time, but whatever. I don't even know if there's really phones at this time, but we're going to make it up and say there was. Um, It's Canada. We invented phones, so there probably is something on there. Um, and they pack up and leave. And you usher them out. They've all had 
They thought your food was delicious, by the way, um, Simon. Of course. They, they absolutely <laughs> adored the food. They asked all, they asked a bunch of questions like, what is this? And I've never seen this at any other Chinese restaurant. And, um, and they, they were a little surprised that you served them regular tea, Pearl, but they accepted yeah. it. I was uh, going to say, whatever tea is left, I dump out right. when they're gone. Yeah. Um, how did you explain the food? So I, I think, I think he, did, he didn't explain it at all, but he did hear the compliments. Um, what was like the Yelp situation back then? Could I get them to like fill out a... No, probably not. <laughs> no, I, think, no. I, think what, I think what Simon, <laughs> what Simon takes away from that is, is uh, uh, this was one of his father's recipes that he had memorized, but had never really done quickly. And Aww. now the fact that he knows it can be done quickly, he's instantly thinking, oh, this is something, this is a, a note that I can add to the cookbook for this particular recipe that in a pinch, you can throw this together and in this way. Right. Is there any left? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I like that. <laughs> I mean, Lily's going to take a bite and give the kind of like this is passable face which is like <laughs> which is like which is like a five star for congratulations <laughs> that's like a michelin three star right excellent, excellent, okay. excellent. yeah it's all right it's all right it's all good right. cool okay so um the night has come you you are supremely worn out by the day's events and this night's events have made things even worse. Um, are you going to talk about it a little more and kind of come to some consensus as a family or is it bedtime? Is everybody just looking to Lily? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that I, I think we, I think definitely Lily would call everyone around the table because it's super serious, um, especially once uh, the police have left, right? The, the mm -hmm. Mackies have left. So it's just family. Um, and Lily's going, and like Lily doesn't have to pretend to be whatever they imagine her to be. And she has to just put everything down and say, we have a real and dangerous problem and the real and dangerous problem is that that's evil and that's evil work being done and for now it's just who was in the car and new new people who they won't miss but the the more it happens the stronger they'll get and then it'll be anyone so we need to be very, very careful. How does this make you feel, Pearl? <laughs> um, I think I'm probably almost crying at this point. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm relieved that the Mounties left, mm -hmm. right? Um, but yeah, I, I, I think my, my brain is very unhelpfully putting my own like brother's face on one of those pictures in my head. And... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little overwhelmed by it. Okay. How do you feel about this, Simon? I think Simon's, uh, uh, holding on to Pearl's hand still, if she's still standing or sitting, sorry, sitting next to him and yeah. con consoling her, but he's, he's, um, going through his head right now. What possibly, what possible, uh, explanation could there be for this that isn't supernatural? Um, and it has that sort of detective brain going and is just staring at, at where the pictures were, but remembering what the pictures were. Okay. And, and Charles, what's your, what's your final thought on today? Um, I think Charles has heard like many stories from his grandmother growing up about like supernatural things. Um, so he's just like clutching onto this jade ring from his grandfather that he like wears on a necklace. Okay. Okay. Excellent. So the night is going to go to a close. Uh, and what we're going to do now is we're going to wake up in the morning. Uh, and so everybody needs to just roll 1d8 and tell me what you get. I got an eight. Okay. So you wake up completely refreshed. So you have eight resilience. Yes. Pearl, what did you get? 
I got a five. Okay, so you were a little put out by the the night. Seems um, appropriate. Yeah, t tell me how. What were you? What was your dream like that night? Oh gosh, um, I think uh, my dream was that like I was back in China and I was like going home to visit my parents and like I, I couldn't find them or I came upon like a grisly murder scene or something. Yeah, it was it was not good sleep. Not a good sleep. So you have five resilience today. Um, Lily, what about you? What did you roll? I rolled a three. Oh, which is it's remarkable. Like so yeah. you put you put on a very brave face, but inside there was a little bit of, of turmoil. How, what was your dream like that night? Well, oh, okay. So um, <laughs> I had to think about it, sorry. That's uh, right. I, I feel like I was really, really looking great and amazing and confident when I went to bed. And then as Lily slept, her dreams were about looking for family and her husband and like seeing uh, Simon and Charles just like ripped and torn and like not being able to do anything about it because she was frail and she was no longer like the sh what she considered strong anymore, right? She saw herself kind of like melting instead mm. of being able to protect them like her body was giving out on her and she couldn't quite do what she could so it was a pretty horrific nightmare for lily okay and how about you simon what did you I, get i rolled a one. Oh, simon <laughs> so what's gonna happen today well i don't think i don't think that simon dreamt i don't think he slept i think what happened is he looked over and saw that pearl was sleeping but didn't obviously know that she was having nightmares but he had an idea oh. and ran to the kitchen quietly as he could and spent the entire night uh, testing different methods of dehydrating food okay. to replicate to replicate the bodies. You are such a detective, Simon. <laughs> but that means that he both wasted food and didn't sleep. Okay. Oh, All right. So the first thing... It's okay. The first stage of a morning is we got to get to work. Uh, the restaurant must run every day. Uh, we do not have days that we close. We are always running the restaurant. And so if you look on here, you'll see there are a bunch of tasks. And we're going to go by day one tasks. So there's no decay yet and there's no additional tasks. But you have to do all those things. Uh, so with one resilience you can literally do a half an hour of work oh, goodness. before you are um, kind of really too tired to do much more. Oh, actually, you only have one. You can't do yeah. anything. So yeah. really, Simon can't do work today. Lily um, can do like an hour and a half of work. Just a half hour. No, Pearl, Pearl is a half hour. Oh, no, 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 you're right. Lily's a half hour. Pearl is an hour and a half, and you have your full complement. Yeah. Okay, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a hard day at, at the <laughs> I restaurant. Hope you like working. <laughs> right. So let's see who's doing what. How much how much do we have to do here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, oh, my twelve, thirteen and a half hours. And oh we my only god! Have, how much yeah. do we have between the whole team? Not that. Not that. So um, let's let's see who's doing what. What's going to get left behind, I think, is a big question, right? One, three, I four, think we can five, get rid of these two, um, some of these. Like, accepting deliveries, we don't need to accept deliveries. It says only on the fourth day. Yeah, so yeah. that's a good point. We can get rid of that one. How are we not going to have any soup? Oh, no. Oh, no. Sounds like seafood might not happen today. Cause that's two hours right there. Yeah, no one gets seafood. We're only <laughs> serving bao today, and that's it. All right, so figure figure it out, work it out between the between the team. Really, what's getting left off the list is really what we're talking about, right? Lots. Yeah, um, a lot. So we have to. I would say cleaning. Uh, 
some of the cleaning can be left. Like we can get rid of cleaning the windows. Okay. Uh, but Pearl will insist on things like tables or counters or the floors. Pearl will or Lily will? Oh, sorry. Lily will. Sorry. Forgive me. No, no. Thank you. Um, because appearance is really important and she doesn't want to run into any <laughs> any issue or, or to have anyone think ill of them. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Could we hang a sign on the bathroom that just says out of order? Ooh, and yeah. then not have to clean it? <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> I mean, you totally could. That's a really good strategy. What do you need a bathroom for? No one told you you had you got a bathroom when you came to this restaurant. We're here to feed you. <laughs> That's it. I think we should definitely make the rice. Yes. Yeah, rice we definitely need. So and, I'll, I'll do ahead. that. I'll do okay. that. Yeah. So I have two hours left. Let's see. I have just uh, half an hour, right? So I am going to clean the counters. So far, so good. Do we have to have soup? No, but someone should make the dumplings since we do specialize in dim sum. I will. I can make dumplings. Okay, cool. Does does How anyone do else I... does anyone else oh, cook okay. regularly other than Simon? I think I do a fair amount of cooking. Like I definitely okay. follow his lead, but um, I'm I'm definitely like support kitchen staff. Yeah, so everybody like... everybody can cook. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. If they have to, it's just you're really good at it. Gotcha. So then one of the things that is left off would be the, one of the things that maybe Simon would have normally done. Yeah. Like if it's the seafood or the soup, whichever the thing that he, he normally yeah. would have done. He feels really bad. <laughs> okay. So have you figured out what is left off for today? I can do vegetables and then I have one more hour. I uh, can restock napkins and utensils because that seems important. And that's it for my time. Okay. I think the sauce is really important. So I'm just going to say I get the mother sauce ready. Okay. And I think that's all we're doing. Yeah. Okay. So we're missing the soup, the barbecue, the pantry station, a little bit of the cleaning. We're going to fudge some of the cleaning on the bathrooms, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So let's see how this affects your thing. Okay. So that's the morning. We did the restaurant checklist and there are no Jiangxi at this time. I'm going to move the dice. We have five family dice. We're going to say it's day two. Um, and the service starts. So uh, you get your, your regular lunch crowd uh, in and, you know, you hear a lot of muttering, a lot of muttering um, just about, you know, this isn't, this isn't, did they forget something? Is Are they short staffed today? And of course, you know, Charles is hearing all of this and he recognizes all of it. Uh, I'm not sure what the rest of you think about this because of your uh, how unintelligible it is when it's muttered. Uh, but Charles is definitely hearing all of this in terms of their, you know, they're saying, oh, let's let's not come here again or something's the services. Look, even the washroom is closed. So did, did something go wrong? And so um, while you're tired, you can still act. You're not, it's just, you're not going to be able to make up for the stuff that you've lost in the morning. Uh, but how are you responding to this, this negativity in your, in your restaurant? Who specifically is angry? Cause I feel like Lily is, Lily's feelings are dependent on who it is. If okay. it's like, if it's like a, if it's a member of the community that she like respects and likes, like, She's pissed and hurt, but like if it's just random Canadian A, well, you can go somewhere else. It, so there are you have a lot of um, of regulars that come eat uh, the the because you're of where you're situated. You have a lot of the people who work in the cattle yards. Mm-hmm. So the cattle will come in by train. They'll get off, and the people will uh, who work in your area will come for lunch so yeah it's the lunchtime crowd right now and it is people who are regularly there uh some people you know my name some people you don't because it's you know cow hands are are, are fairly transient in terms of Mm -hmm. job they might work for a while then go up and work oil and then come back Mm -hmm. um 
<clears throat> but it's winter now, so there actually is, uh, you know, a lot of different work to do with the cattle. Cattle are coming in uh, and for breeding and things like that, as opposed to what you do in the summer. So, yeah, there are some regulars there for sure that are kind of going, what's up? Because they know that your place is normally great. Yeah, that hurts. <laughs> that particular is hurting. Um, I feel like Lily would, to, to like try and offer like very good natured, uh, complete falsehoods. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, oh, Yes, and then ah, uh, there was a de late delivery, and that's why we don't have this thing. And the cleaners were supposed to pick up that tablecloth, and never did. Oh no. Okay, and interestingly enough, as as you're as you're lying through your teeth, uh, you actually see nods of agreement, and like, yeah, I've heard the same thing has happened to other places. Oh, it must be. <laughs> You know, the way work is done these days, it's so low quality. Like, people should really be doing sounds, more. I, I just have to tell you, that sounds exactly like my grandmother. My grandmother said, it's like low quality. She would give me the one finger. It's low quality. I, I, I would say also that Simon is so tired in the back and just not not able to do anything, but he's taking every word that his mother says to others as a complete attack against him yeah. for, for the day. <laughs> your, resili your resilience is down. You are, you are, you are, you're weak to that. You are, that is your kryptonite. Uh, Pearl, how are you handling the situation when people are bringing up low quality? Yeah, I... Um... I think I'm just a little bit distracted. Like I mostly am deferring to Lily cause that's what I always do. Um, and I'm just making like a lot of apologies, but, but none of their words are really penetrating like the, the space of my head. Right. Right. It's just kind of in one ear out the other. Yeah. Kind of. Um, yeah. They're dead people. We have other things, other bigger Th that's things. That's the thing, yeah. Like, cool, you, you could think this place is low quality or whatever, but like, yeah. Okay. And, and Charles, what are you doing during all this time? I think while he is a little angry, he's also very distracted by the fact that he could be selling cars to the RCMP. Okay. Oh, wow, yeah. So you're, you're thinking about the future? Yeah. Okay. Interesting, interesting. Okay, um, so let's move on to our next phase, which is going to be evening. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Visit Roll2PlayPodcast.com for more information. R-O-L-L-2PlayPodcast.com. Like us over on Facebook at Roll2PlayPodcast. Follow us on Twitter at Roll2PlayPod. Have a question or comment? Email us at Roll2PlayPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to play with a game with us, just hit us up on any of our social media and let us know. And lastly, our music is the intro track from the Spellbreaker EP by Triatachion. Visit soundcloud.com slash Triatachion.